0: Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. One of Ireland's few unicorn tech giants, Fenergo, founded in Dublin by Mark Murphy and who was recently recognised as Businessperson of the Month by Irish Times, has plans to grow from a 1.65 billion valuation today to 5 billion in the coming years by helping banks digitally transform. We talked to Fenergo's Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer Stella Clark about the making of an Irish unicorn. Okay, so I'm joined today by Stella Clark, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer at Finergo. Finergo recently hit the headlines um, for a major deal with Astor and Bridgepoint, which acquired stakes that put the company into unicorn stasis. But what was particularly interesting was the vision to bring it to become a 5 billion player, which is great for a company that was founded in Dublin by Mark Murphy and, and others. So Stella, tell us about that ambition. Um, and for, before we get to that ambition, tell us about the, the history of Finergo to, to have brought it to this point today.
1: Good morning, John. Thank you for for having me here. Yes. So looking at the history of Fenergo. So Fenergo was founded in Dublin over 10 years ago. And if I look at um, what the history story is, it's really a uh, three chapter, I guess. So the first chapter, you know, the, the startup building the business, acquiring the first customer and, and really um, developing and, and delivering, you know, a product uh, fit for purpose that uh, cool service, large institution, you know, in different geographies. Thing change in uh, 2016 when uh, inside at the time. Um, took a stake uh, in Fenergo and really helped the company to to scale up. So, if you look at what has happened over the last five years, it has been really um, acquisition of new customer um, across geographies. So, clients in Australia, in uh, Americas, Canada, Europe. Okay, and really growing the company to um, eight hundred and fifty employees. That's uh, wh- where we are today. Uh, with the latest acquisition um we are really gearing to the next phase and the next phase is what we like to call chapter three uh, which is really scaling up um Fenergo in terms of go to market in terms of operation geographic coverage and um, the type of market and segment that uh, we can penetrate within financial institutions.
0: Uh, tell us about the particular issues or so- solutions that Finergo that, that, that tries to solve in, in, in his particular space in fintech, what, what, what is the particular market it's addressing?
1: So, our main customer are banks and other types of financial institutions like asset managers or uh, wealth uh, management or, or insurance. And basically, we help them to uh, solve the issue of managing uh, the life cycle of their clients. What we mean by that is that we help them to really digitize and automate the process of onboarding new clients, opening accounts, in a safe way so that means that meets basically requirements from an anti-money laundering from a know your customer or from a regulatory regulatory perspective and we help them to manage the life of the client you know from the first touch point to the offboarding, as it may happen if you leave basically the institution This is our business.
0: Very good. And and fintech, I mean, Dublin's got a coterie of fintech players. We've we've companies that are part of the fintech revolution. um, I'm thinking of Stripe, for example, but they're obviously, they start in San Francisco, uh, headed by two Irish guys. But you know when you see the opportunities in fintech um you know how how does the dublin ecosystem bolster finergos ambitions from the point of view of it was founded in dublin growing in dublin it's creating jobs continually but what is it about dublin that makes it a good a good place for fintech
1: uh, i will say there is three three aspects from my perspective the first one is that uh, the industry itself so in dublin you have a large representation of financial institutions from banks to asset manager, to fund administrators. So you really have a strong e- ecosystem, which means that you do have business knowledge and understanding of business processes related to financial institution, which is very important for FinTech because it's really at the basis of what we do. We, we are looking to solve pain points and problem you know, for financial institution. Uh, the second is um, the fact that in Ireland it's an English-speaking country. It has uh, close links with both Europe and the US, and I really feel that for fintech, where you know both this this area are, are critical in terms of uh, client acquisition, it's really an advantage. And the third one is really the quality of the education system in Ireland. You have uh, you know a plethora of uh, Irish-educated um, software engineer, in particular. Plus, it's an attractive place for the rest of the European talents uh, because of, you know, the the, the the location of big techs here in Dublin. The fact that it's English-speaking, so it's very attractive for French or Spanish, you know, or Polish student to come to come here and maybe to start their career. So I will say this is really the, the three elements that um, will qualify uh, Dublin as a very attractive place for fintechs. And
0: um, digital transformation is a term we're hearing a lot of over the late, late, latest years. I mean, I've, I've heard different iterations of it. In 2001, it was e-business or, you know, 2010, it was cloud and a lot of a lot of different terms the tech world puts on what's happening um, at, at, at any given time. Um, but when I look at banks and financial institutions, um, they have a lot of legacy systems. Uh, and at the same time, they're trying to be nimble with some of the newer neobanks, for example, and offer the kind of things that, that, that customers want. From your, from your experience in serving the financial institutions, is, is it Finergo's function or focus to kind of give banks that nimble quality to be able to, you know, say we want to offer the, the current things that say a consumer might want on their smartphone, but make sure that the back end systems can keep up with that? Because a lot of back end systems are, you know, old mainframes in a lot of cases. How, how, do, you, how do you help in the digital transformation of the financial sector?
1: So FENEGO really helped you know, banks digitally transform. Um, so, so if you look at what happened after the crisis in 2008, is that a lot of new constraints and new rules, you know, were issued, you know, um, across the world, you know, in, in in the US, in Europe, in Asia, etc., to make basically financial institutions safer and uh, regulation more important. So what has happened is that banks, because of their legacy architecture, have been adding layer and layer to try, if you want to put um, uh, little sticks to try to fix things. But in reality, um, they hadn't, you know, the opportunity, the time or the budget Uh, to be able to really reinvent the way uh, they do things and business process need to be handled. When you're a you you start from scratch. So you are really the opportunity to design for today and not for yesterday. So if you look at what we do at Fenergo is that uh, with our SaaS offering in particular, we are able to take away, if you want, some of this issue and these processes of the financial institution and uh, do them in a way which will be, you know, uh, new and attractive. And nimble, um, so, so this is how we do it. You know, we really take one part of the problem and we propose a solution that we fully manage, you know, and deliver uh, for our clients that will make them at par, uh, you know, with an neo bank, uh, and we do that through um, a cloud, of course, APIs and basically a very rich content uh, of um, rules of regulation that really accelerate the transformation for our clients.
0: And in terms of the trends that that banks uh, banks and other financial institutions need to be aware of coming down the line. So we've gone gone through a whole period lately where uh, we've seen banks being able to onboard customers and share information in a way that enables uh, people to you know move between banks move provide more easy easy to use services uh, know your customer all, all those different uh, standards but what's coming down the tracks what, what do banks need to be aware of in terms of what's coming in terms of what how they can better serve customers
1: so, so first, uh, regulation never stops. Uh, so basically, you have a, currently a review of the IML directive in Europe. You have a similar review in the US. So, in terms of you know the rules that institutions need to meet, they keep changing. So, so the first thing that uh, you know is down the line is how you adapt and make sure that uh, you you stay up to date. Um, so I guess that's really the first challenges um, regarding uh, sharing. It's still, you know, pretty in infancy uh, when you look at uh, data sharing across banks. So while open banking is definitely helping, I will say we are not at a stage yet uh, where you will have a, a full utility available to, to all the bank. And uh, while this might be, you know, coming maybe for individuals, you will always have a difference between corporates, between uh, the type of clients that banks have to deal with, uh, small and medium enterprise, etc. So, from my perspective, uh, the data sharing is still something that we are working on, but as has not been uh you know reached yet.
0: And um, recently as you know with the, as I mentioned earlier on um the recent deal with Astorg and Bridgepoint gave Fenergo a market valuation of 1.65 billion. That's 950 million euros. It puts uh, Fenergo as the latest unicorn status for it's the third company in in, in recent years. I think Intercom and Let's Get Checked are other ones that have have reached that status. But what I thought particularly was interesting around that time was that the CEO Mark Murphy basically said that the company has a platform to really scale and become a truly global enterprise business tell, tell us about that plan i mean um you know is it possible to build a truly global enterprise business from dublin what will you guys have to do to do that will you be establishing more outposts across the world how, how do you how do you get to that that milestone of five billion valuation that that, that has been talked about
1: yeah so obviously we we have um, experienced a, a very strong growth over the last few years and and uh, basically our our new um uh, owner you know, expects that growth to continue. So h- how do we get there? Um, I think there is a, a couple of things. First is that um, we have redeveloped our product offering, if you want, um, to be able to really capture uh, the opportunity of the cloud. So we have now a full SaaS on top of our on-premise deployment that was historically the solution that we had. So with that solution, it really opened up for us new markets um, in terms of Geography. So, as you say, there is we are present in um, 17 country today, uh, but there is definitely a lot of space for growth uh, in Asia Pacific, in Latin America, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you know, so this is really one of the first area we are looking at how can we grow geographically and capture uh, more uh, market share in new geographies uh, the second is um, the penetration uh, within our existing market um, we do have um, a very attractive client base very good reference ability a great reputation, and we'll be leveraging, you know, these advantages to uh, acquire, you know, new clients within the segment we play. And then there is a, a vertical kind of uh, play as well, where, you know, historically, uh, we served what we call uh, CIB, so uh, Corporate and Investment Banks. And we the institutions that are already our client. We have been growing on the commercial bank, and we are growing as well more and more into the retail and into uh, the wealth management so if you look at it there is many vectors of growth but at the heart of what we do is really as well growing you know our people and the mm-hmm. trust of our client. and this is extremely important because we are in a business of trust so for us reputation um security cyber security uh, training our people to be the, the best expert and excellence uh will also help us to achieve you know our objective
0: yeah because prior to the funding announcement uh, it was re- announced that um, <clears throat> was going to be creating 100 new jobs that so would bring its headcount to 1000 people um tell us about that that you know finding the people growing that kind of headcount and also about, you know dublin i mean okay we're in a very interesting time in in the world of work of course everyone's working from home because of the pandemic but at the same time uh if there's been one amazing thing about the whole thing in Ireland, anyway, has been the, the tech companies are continuing to create jobs. Um, you've got uh, Google with 8,000 people in Dublin, you've got Facebook with nearly 5,000 people, you've got new jobs being announced all the time. I think the latest one to arrive in Dublin is Notion. In terms of uh, attracting the people and, and getting people to see careers in, in, in fintech, um, tell us about the kind of jobs and the kind of people you hire. I mean, people think, first of all, when the tech companies, are even just into fintech, it's all developers. But if if you want a kind of a rounded career, does does fintech offer you a good opportunity?
1: Oh, definitely. So, of course, at the heart of what we do are software engineers. You know, they are really, uh, not building our product. And uh, because we we invested, um, as I mentioned, in our SaaS solution, we do offer a very uh, interesting development environment where we are leveraging AWS stack. Um, so, I will say, for for young developers working at Finago will be very exciting because the kind of tools and technology we are using are really at the forefront and you know similar to what you would experience at Facebook or Google okay so that's the first thing plus we are Irish which uh, I believe is an attraction uh, you know for uh, the homegrown uh, uh, students uh, the third thing is that a career at is not only about software engineer we have a very large client-facing organization and in this organization, you will have opportunity to work on implementation, for example, like clients that can be located in exotic location. And um, so while, of course, we have been working remotely, uh, you will always have an aspect that, you know, might be attractive to, to travel, uh, you know, and to visit clients and to learn about new way of working. Um, another part of our organization is our sales organization, so the commercial side, uh, where you can have very exciting careers, either as uh, a sales or uh, a pre-sales or a marketing, uh, you know, executive. And so you have a lot of diversity uh, and, and opportunity in Fenergo, and we really promote um, internal. Mobility. So very often we will have moved from product management to product marketing, from sales to customer success, etc. So plenty to do and and to attract.
0: And being part of a a a, a homegrown um, tech success story that that will one day hopefully be a five billion player will be a great thing to be part of. So thanks again, Stella. I really appreciate your time, and uh, I, I wish you guys best luck. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you very much, John. Have a great day.